0: This podcast is brought to you by SmallBusinessToGrow.com, the website by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Why reinvent the wheel? Start growing your business with best practices from industry-leading small business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs. Take their wheel, put it to work in your business, and start growing today. SmallBusinessToGrow.com to learn more. Today, we have a really cool guest on. Her name is Renee Landers. She is from Houston, Texas. And Renee, you are 70 years old, correct?
1: Yes. In fact, I'm almost 71. In about uh, five weeks, I'll be 71. So yes, I'm 70.
0: And the reason that matters, and this is the first, and we're probably going to try and bring some more guests on like this. Uh, the, The title of my podcast is Stories Worth Sharing. And I think Renee is a story worth sharing because at the young age of what 69 you decided to do a physique contest
1: yeah a bikini uh but yeah a um bodybuilding competition in the bikini category yes at 69
0: so we're, we'll chat contest stuff but tell us a little bit about you your background like what 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 did you do for a career uh what did you what were you doing say 30 years ago things of that nature
1: okay uh, well, uh, I was born and raised in Houston, and um, I've uh, I've actually been self-employed um, for about 35 years in a small business. It's a building permit expediting service. So we take plans to the city and go through all the red tape for developers to get their building permits so they can start construction. So I've been doing that all these years, and now my son is actually doing it. So I'm like 99% retired, which is really awesome to see your, your son, you know, your child take over your business and be successful. So that's really so so wonderful. Um, so that's really been my business. And it's just, I was a single mom from the time he was two and a half and I had this business and I juggled it. Uh, but despite that, fitness was still so important to me. Um, in fact, when I was pregnant, I was running uh, you know, six miles a day till I was about five months pregnant. I did a 10K and then, then I couldn't do it anymore. And um, but yeah, so I've been into fitness um, pretty much all my adult life and my career has been this uh, permit service for a long, long time.
0: And when we look at fitness, so it, it's kind of changed rather dramatically in the last probably decade and a half to maybe two and a half decades. But for the most part, women, women were somewhat overlooked when it came to fitness, especially in terms of, of weight training. Now if we that's removing aerobics and things like that that were popular in the 80s into the 90s uh so how how old were you when you started to actively exercise
1: I would say I was in my 20s really I was probably in my early 20s and um I just had a lot of energy and I knew that I wanted to be fit then um It wasn't the norm really. I mean, not as many, most of my friends weren't into it. My family wasn't, but for some reason, you know I just wanted to feel good. And I knew exercise always made me feel good. And I remember I even wanted to open a gym. This is when I was in my twenties. I mean, I never did it. Probably a good idea that I didn't do it but uh, I remember it was on my mind. And of course, more of the aerobic stuff. You know, I wasn't thinking about weightlifting or anything like that. Um, I dabbled into weights, but not really seriously so um
0: so how at what at what age did you start to weight train and what kind of prompted you to start doing to start lifting weights and move away from just running or move away from aerobics
1: well okay so um i'll back up a little to to uh when i had my son which he's he was born in 1985 so however old that is uh but when I was pregnant with him, I was running, but then when I had him and then I started back running again, and I was like 34 or 35, I remember I got up to two miles of running and in my lower back, it was just excruciating pain. I could not get past two miles. And so I went to the doctor, orthopedist or whomever, and he said, you know, you've got issues with your back and you you need to stop running. You know, you're going to keep, you're going to keep ruining yourself. And so that was in my, you know, mid thirties, whenever That was the beginning of me uh, realizing that um, I was not going to be able to run and I was gonna have to figure out another way of getting fit. And so I did lots of different exercise things, you know, the usual um, Zumba and Jazzercise. And I went to the gym some and did some weights, but I was never consistent. But as time went on, and of course I had this business I was running and I was doing what I could to exercise then. But uh, finally, At 58, I had a lower lumbar fusion. I had tried everything else, but I was to such a point I could barely walk. I mean, I was already thinking about crafts that I could do if I couldn't walk, you know, like making jewelry and just different things. I was trying to think about how and how I'm going to do my business. You know, can I go in a wheelchair? I was, all these things were coming to my mind. But anyway, so I, I found this awesome neurosurgeon at 58, and he did a lower lumbar fusion on me. My L5 and S1 are fused together. So, so that was at 58, and um, he said, "Well, go get your uh, rehab done, and you can do whatever you want." So he was um, he was encouraging. You know, it wasn't like, "Oh no, don't don't exercise ever again." That was not his thing. And uh, so, as time went, I did my rehab. You know, 58, 59. And then finally, as I was approaching 60, I thought, you know, I need to get serious about this. I mean, I want to be as strong as I can be. I want to uh, play with my grandkids. I have a lot more life to live and I don't want to just be an average body. I want to be the best body I can be. I know how much physical fitness makes me feel good. And, you know, you look good, too, if you, you do it regularly. So so when I hit about 60, I went to the doctor first and I went to a doctor at Baylor and he put me on hormone replacement therapy, HRT, that's kind of controversial, but uh, I'm, I'm going to, and I'm still going to him 10 years later. But the big thing was he put me on hormone replacement therapy and he introduced me to this awesome trainer, Dustin Jackson. And, uh, and Dustin is still my trainer today. And um, that was really the beginning of me doing weight training at 60, and it was really the best thing that could ever happen to me. That, that surgery was kind of like, um, it was like a good thing because it triggered me into the next thing, which is, okay, you need to do this for yourself for the rest of your life. So, uh, so that was the beginning of my weights. Uh, it was almost, I was about 60. And luckily, it wasn't too far away. Dustin, you know, I trained with him two or three times a week and my weight was okay. I mean, I wasn't like seriously dieting or anything like that. I was in pretty good condition. Um, I'm, I was heavier than I am now, uh, by, I don't know, maybe 15 pounds, maybe 20 pounds at one time or another. So anyway, so Dustin is the one who got me started on the weights and uh, nothing elaborate. Uh, you know, it's a tiny gym that, that we work out in the village, not too far away. And so he's the one who got me started on weights when I was about sixty. And, time went on and we kept doing it over and over again every year. And I'd ask what, what could I do uh, differently? You know, are there any other challenges? You know, it's like, you know, I'm doing good at this and what else can I do? So, so that's when Dustin started talking about uh, bodybuilding competitions when I was probably working out after a couple of years when I was about 62. So then
0: Shall I go on? <laughs> yeah, well, so I okay. want to go back to 58. So at 58, okay. you're okay. told you're you're gonna need a lower lumbar fusion. And mm-hmm. for those that don't know, I'm I'm guessing, and I've seen I saw some pictures in your Instagram reels. So I'm guessing you got some screws and plates. Right. And there's a couple yeah. joints that used to move and now that they don't. There, there's a right. couple of them that are just like a, a stick instead of a mm-hmm. couple hinges. So that could have been pretty devastating. For a lot of people hearing, hey, you know, you not only do you need surgery, but it it could be surgery that's going to impact what you can or can't do, not to mention that that lower back issue already took running away. And instead of seeing that as a negative, how did you like you you didn't see it? It doesn't sound like you totally saw it as this big negative. You kind of saw it as, okay. I'll just do something else.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, that was it. I never thought of how devastating, I mean, to me, I was devastated because I could barely walk before I had that surgery. So I'm thinking anything is better than that. And the doc, he was serious about, you know, he had all kinds of patients of all ages, and they went back to their activities. Now, of course, you know, you've got to be smart and reasonable. And this is a lower fusion down low. Um, And, you know, so these were considerations, but I I never thought about it being something that would stop me. I mean, to me, that was like a gift. It's like, it's going to help me uh, live the rest of my life in in a wonderful way. So no, I never felt negative about it. But my doctor is the one who encouraged me too. And if he had, if he just said something different, I would probably still pursue it in some way. I mean, I just knew uh, I felt good, you know, and my I wasn't, you know, falling down anymore after that surgery. So I knew that uh it was worth it and he encouraged it uh, and hey he got me um you know i got a trainer and and it made all the difference so i never felt negative about so it so you're really yeah
0: did. so i think that we're right off the bat we're seeing at least from the outside looking in for me like your mindset is probably different than most people's because you didn't you didn't look at it as this you know insurmountable task to overcome my God, I need surgery and fusion and oh, geez, you just kind of took it in stride. And we're like, you know what, I'm gonna be able to walk pain free. And this Mm -hmm. this doctor is saying, go up, get out there, live your life. And you connected with the trainer and you started with weights, and and you just kept moving. And that's awesome. Now, the weight training part at that time at your age, Mm -hmm. you I mean, you probably didn't have many female friends your age that were getting started lifting weights. Did you?
1: No, I didn't. I have lots of friends that I do things with and I have travel and we dance together. And so, but not a lot of people who were into lifting weights. You're absolutely right. So that was a a whole different uh, situation there.
0: Yeah. Here's Renee. She's lifting weights.
1: Uh And then,
0: and then looking at it and you said something else, like you didn't want to just be average. You wanted to be to be better than that. And and again, I think that's that's pointing to, you know, where your mindset is at just not not seeking to settle, I guess. And what you know, what were your thoughts? You know, you're age 60, uh, you, you get on uh, HRT and you're looking at it like, hey, I want to live my best life
1: yeah i I didn't ever think uh like well this is the the end of my life i mean i just didn't ever i don't think like that i guess that's that's my in fact today at seventy I don't think like that i don't i i think uh i don't think old i guess that's part of it and and I don't let anyone around me whine or if they talk about their aches and pains i say no old speak around me that's what I call it you really I that's i coined that phrase okay. old speak no old speak I don't want to don't whine about it I'm not going to whine about it I don't believe in verbalizing that stuff out into the universe just don't and that's one going to be one of my reminders at the end too but yeah um I always I mean I'm I'm happy I'm grateful uh I'm grateful well but I feel good and that I'm able to do these things uh at my age and uh and kind of spread the word. I mean, I, I'm grateful that you're inviting me to talk about this because I think there are so many people that need to hear it as, as we age. I mean, it doesn't have to be a death sentence. I mean, yeah, we're going to die, but it doesn't have to happen right away.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, I, I wanted to, to dig a little deeper right? after seeing your, your content on Instagram. I kind of wanted to try and understand what makes you different. Like why are what how how is it that you are looking at, let's say sixty eight years of age differently than the next person? and i I have a fair amount- I mean, I owned a commercial gym for twelve years. I've owned a training business for twenty, worked with, I don't know, thousands of people at this point. And there is a difference, and I kind of wanted to pull that out and get you to share, like, hey, look, I'm seeing the same thing as the next lady. I'm just choosing to see it differently.
1: Mm -hmm. And you said the word choose. It's a choice.
0: Yes. You
1: know, it is a choice, you know, and I'm choosing to uh, think of all the good things that can happen. And I'm choosing to say, I'm going to make the most of this day. I like to say, I crush life daily. I'm going to make the most of today the best I can. And, you know, When I go to the gym, I'm gonna do the best I can that day, even if I don't feel good that day. I'm going and I'm gonna make the most of it. But yeah, it's a choice and it's and you make a decision and it's it's a a mindset. I feel like that's it's gotta start in your mind. Um, you know, I can we can talk all day about, you know, you need to do so many reps of this, lift that, eat that, but it's you gotta it's gotta be in your mind first and you've gotta, you know, believe in yourself. And I, I think that's part of it. We We don't believe in ourselves enough and and women, as we get older, you know, we're so, uh, you know, uh, everything is about your looks and, and we become less relevant. I guess that's a big word feeling relevant and, um, we feel less relevant. I mean, as I started, you know, easing out of my business and my son working it, you know, I had some feelings like that and, um, I don't feel relevant. I mean, I feel relevant now. I mean, I, I feel good. I feel, in fact, I feel like I have a whole nother purpose for the rest of my life, just to to encourage people that you, it's never too late. And um, and I just always choose to to do the best I can. I want to be my best me, I guess. And I think that's kind of something that that we we should do. It's it's like we I feel we're obligated to to a certain extent. I mean, we're given or whatever we're blessed with. Uh, share it, uh, be happy about it, and um, and just continue on and just keep persevering.
0: Well, and that's, I I agree. And I think we all come generically, I always say from the factory and the mold is broken. And, and we're intended to be our own unique individual, not a cheap copy or a cheap attempt at copying someone else. So it's, it's interesting because you, you kind of nailed a lot of the pieces that I see in successful people. So a lot of times I do these podcasts with small business owners and, and you're actually the first on the health side of things. But a lot of it comes down to that mindset, believing in yourself, all of those things and, and mm-hmm. being willing to make a decision. I'm either going to be a day older, or I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I am a day older.
1: Right. I agree. That's true. Yeah, I think it's a persistence thing. It, it's a determination that, that, and I think it's, a, but it starts with a choice. I choose to be uh, determined. I choose these paths. I mean, you don't have to choose them. And there's nothing wrong with you if you don't choose it. But, you know, it's a choice you make. And it, once you make that choice, you have, uh, you have options and there's avenues, you know, and you, you can pick and choose what you want to do. And, uh, and you said something about the small business. So yeah, as a small business person, you know, you've got to, it takes a lot, you, you know, you've been one too, you are one. And one thing I remember in my permitting business is I never took the first no or the second no, and maybe not the third no. So uh, because it's a tough business. You know, my business, you go to the city, you deal with the permit um, plan reviewers, you deal with clients and there's always a lot of negativity. And I, I always positively approached people. That's another thing, being positive. And uh, sometimes you try a different angle, but you don't have to give up. And that's what really it's all about. You just don't give up. You just don't, don't stop. You just keep going and keep persisting in a positive way, thinking positive.
0: And you would argue and make the case that these are things that all people could do. So anybody could could be like you.
1: I think so. I'm just a normal person with a lot of determination. That's how I feel. And I think I think because it is a choice. Just like you said, you're I'm choosing this. I could choose to lay in bed and feel sorry for myself. Uh, you know, because I'm you know. 70 years old you know if I wanted to but I'm not choosing that I mean it's a choice and and people need to wake up to that thought that it is a choice it is uh you can go one way or another and I'm just choosing uh the good stuff
0: and and when we look at at least in north american culture for those that have played organized athletics or sp- what we call sports when they get out of high school that ends or for a lucky few it might be around age 21 to 23 when collegiate athletics end and then it's like well we you know okay now i'm going to ride the couch or the recliner and i'll go punch the clock from 9 to 5 and and it it doesn't have to be that way you know here here we are we're we're chatting today and you chose to step on the physique stage as a bikini competitor at what 68 years of age
1: well, I was 69 when I actually 69 went when you yeah.
0: competed. So yeah. clearly, you know, <laughs> y- your activities and competing or sport or whatever we want to call it doesn't have to end in your late teens or early 20s. That's
1: right. Oh, sure. I would say definitely yet, not. But
0: yet for most people, it does. You know, they, they reach a certain age and it's like, okay, I'm too old for that now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, they limit themselves, and that's what I feel people do too much. You limit yourself because of some circumstances or because of your age. You know, I like to say, I don't let my birth year define me. So, you know, stop it. You know, in fact, my mother was another person who, she was a big influence on me. She lived to almost 100, and she would say that too. She'd say, well, well, they're limited because you limit yourself, and so don't limit yourself. I think that is so important. People just don't you know set that bar high you know that's that's part of it is uh you know you know reach for the stars that's an old saying but really uh it's true
0: that's that's interesting and it I mean it's you know if you set no goal you're probably going to achieve it if you choose to focus on being a year older well that's all you will be And you know I'm a I'm approaching I'm closer to the, to 50 than I am to 40. I'm 47 at the time we're doing this and and I tell people like I you know if someone gets this body after me it's going to be thoroughly used up. Like there will be nothing left. But because of my age I'm not going to choose to stop doing things.
1: Awesome. Well that now, I think that's what it's about.
0: And so we're we're in our early 60s you start weight training with Dustin, that's his name, right? So you start lifting weights and you're, you're coming back and you're saying, well, what else could I do? What else could I do? And somewhere in your late sixties, this idea of doing a contest comes up. What were you like, what changed in your, your exercise or your, your eating or just overall lifestyle when you decided, Hey, I'm going to do one of these contests.
1: Well, what I want to back up a little bit and tell you every, every year that, I was training with Dustin, 61, 62, you know, we would talk about what else can I do, uh, what other, you know, whatever goal, and that, that's when he said, uh, he encouraged me to compete, like at 62, 63, and, and I looked into it, I didn't know what it was, and I researched it, and it's like, I could not get over I could not get past putting on this skimpy, sparkly bikini and getting on a stage in front of a bunch of strangers. That is what stopped me. I'm not kidding you. 64, 65, 60, every year. I mean, he kept talking about it and I just, I just couldn't handle it. It's like, I I, I can't, I can't. But finally, whenever COVID hit, that's the thing. Whenever COVID came and, you know, I was working out in the gym uh, and then they shut the gyms down, right? And that freaked me out. And I just said, okay, I'm, I can't let this mess up my fitness. So Dustin came to my house. I have a great big patio. And he trained me and a few other people from the gym in my, in my patio for several months as we had to. And, and that was whenever. I, so I doubled down during COVID. I said, no, I'm not going to gain weight over this. I'm not doing that. That is not going to control me. I'm gonna, I, have, I can control my reaction to this COVID stuff. And, and that's what I did. So I didn't gain any weight and I doubled down and we kept working out. And then that's when I said, okay, before I turn 70, I'm going to compete. That's what I told Dustin before I turned 70. So we were, you know, evolving into that during COVID. And then um, finally at, I guess it was uh, when I, e- eventually, you know, we started weight training me more seriously when I was about about 68 now we didn't do any I didn't start cutting or anything like that we just started I started lifting more and heavier you know more often and heavier and finally um finally uh I said okay let's pick it I'm gonna pick a show we're gonna do it and I travel a lot and I do a lot so I didn't I I did a about a two to three month prep not a six month prep or anything like that because there was a show that was gonna be in August and this was in May. And I said, okay, uh, let, let's get started. I wanna do this. I wanna do that, that August show. And that's how it happened, really. It's just these circumstances happened. And, and I just said, okay, I'm gonna do it. Uh, and, and that's what happened. And we, uh, I got a nutrition person and a posing coach and Dustin trained me. And that was May 24th of 2021, whenever that deci- I made that decision. And I competed on August 7th uh, of that year at the Lee Labrata Classic in the Woodlands. And that was my very first uh, show. And it was really, uh, really something. I can't even believe I did it, but it was, it was really cool.
0: So stepping on, going out on stage, you know, moments before you went out on stage, were you thinking you were going to compete again? Or were you mm-hmm. thinking, I set this bucket list goal. I put it out there. I attached a date. I'm here. I'm gonna check the box. When I go to bed tonight, the box is checked. Were you thinking boxes checked? I'm not doing this again.
1: Uh, I didn't no, I didn't think that. Now I didn't okay. I didn't think anything except uh, I kept visualizing receiving a trophy. <laughs> and I kept and I was asking my angel my guardian angels to help me get up there and be my best me on that stage and just be myself, you know, and not screw up. And so, but I didn't know, I didn't think about it as a bucket list item. I didn't, I didn't have a plan, uh, but after I was finished, I just loved it. And I said, I want to do this again, as hard as it was.
0: So did you get a trophy?
1: Uh, yeah, I got a trophy and um, I know that it doesn't really matter, but so I got this trophy and I got this and it was a shock because um I, uh, I w- competed in three different categories that day. And, and for masters, it was for 50 plus. I'm a 69 year old competing with a bunch of 50 year olds. So I, I didn't, I didn't place any in the masters, but I also did open, you know, that's where it's by your height class, you know, all ages. So I got sixth place in open for five foot one and under. So, I mean, it was sixth place, but I got a trophy and I I took that trophy and I was happy to get it.
0: So So I I mean, I want to highlight too what I think I've seen in conversation with others is that you visualize getting a trophy and lo and Mm -hmm. behold, you did. So there's, I think there's value (laughs) and there's definitely something to that. Now, the next thing, so the first time I competed, I had lost 60 some pounds and got convinced to compete. So I did. And back then, the, every event back then had a guest poser today, less and less do. And the guest poser came up and he said, are you going to do this again? And I was like, no way. <laughs> and he said, see me when you come off stage. So I go out on stage and I come back off stage and he's waiting and he's like, and I'm like, oh, I'm definitely doing this again.
1: <laughs> you said that, right? Yeah, after. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. That is so cool.
0: So you picked up some hardware. I did. And visualized it, saw mm-hmm. it, and it, and lo and mm-hmm. behold, it, it happened. Mm-hmm. And you walked away thinking, geez, I'm going to do this again.
1: Yeah, I, I just knew I loved it. And it's like, I just fell in love with the whole bodybuilding community. I mean, honestly, um, I mean, I feel like I found my people. That's what I say. I, I feel like I found my people at 69 years old. Now, I have so many wonderful friends that I do lots of wonderful things with. But this is a different mindset. You know, these are people who we all think alike, you know, and there's no judgment. Uh there's none of that. It's a whole different community. I mean, I have this whole other family in my life now at 70 years old that that I would not have had if I hadn't have gotten on that stage. So and I'm I'm thrilled about that.
0: Now pre pre May of that year, the first contest year so 2021 before may verse say the day after you got on stage in august how different did you look did you change a lot in that say 12 week time period <clears throat>
1: uh yeah i did um and but i um because i was leaning out a lot and, and i mean i was lifting heavier you know you're i was doing all the things now but i mean that's a short prep like i i'm sure i could have lifted more uh before before the may time you know i mean dustin was kind of prepping me for it because he knew i was going to do something you know those months before so i was lifting more and heavier but but not uh you know extreme and uh so but in that time my body did transform a lot of course you get lean i i got really low in my weight so you know you could see whatever those muscles were they were i mean there was something there because i'd been lifting for 10 years so there was some lean there's some muscle in there but um uh yeah it it, it transformed but since then i've competed in six shows since i started and my body has changed a lot during all those you know during all that time till now too
0: so in that so a lot of people make the mistake when they look at contest prep and in our unofficial study and i promote two contests have for 20 almost 20 years now i think 28 contests to date competitors that do well prep for around 20 weeks but that being said people that are new don't realize that it's a constant evolution you know your your body just mm-hmm. the more you stick with it with great consistency the more you just continue to evolve in a positive way you continue to improve and sitting I here agree. today six contests later is your does your body look different than it did say four years ago
1: oh yeah a lot different a lot different um i mean for one thing i actually lost about 10 or 15 pounds um about six months to a year before i started uh, prepping for this show um and, and that, and I'm going to tell you a little story about that too. I went to, uh, and I was like, I don't know, 130 pounds. I'm 100, and, I'm 120 pounds right now, but it's a lot different 120 pounds than it was would have been then. But anyway, after I got back from Germany with a girlfriend, I was looking at these pictures of myself and and I noticed that I had sort of gained weight. Now I've been lifting weights all this time, but I saw these pictures and I said, I, 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 I'm not that, I am not going to be this plump woman you know senior citizen even though I've been working out I just felt fuller I look at myself and so I just knew there was a better me in there and that's so I told Dustin okay I'm gonna I'm gonna lose some weight here uh I, even though I've been lifting and all this I wasn't my nutrition wasn't on point point. and I I set a goal to lose one pound and this is what I did I lost one pound I set a goal to lose one pound and I set One pound goals. And I think this is something people should consider instead of I need to lose 10 pounds or I need to live, you know, I just set a goal for one pound, work on it, lose it, work on your next pound. And in four months, I lost 10 pounds and I kept those pounds off. But it was also a determination thing. So that, so I was leaning out during that, but it was, it was seeing me and saying, you know, there's a better me in there than that, you know. And um, I've been marking time at the gym instead of, uh, getting ahead because I was you know you can't what do they say you can't unwrap um, outrun the fork or whatever you no matter how much you lift if you're eating bad you know you're never going to get where you need to be so so that happened too and that was very encouraging to me and people at the gym like they were saying well what's going on with Renee you know these are people I'd seen for years you know and uh, I just said well it's math and science right you know you Uh, it's calories in, calories out, and it's what you're doing. But anyway, so I'd already lost some weight then. So by the time I went on stage, I really only had, I lost about 10 pounds from the beginning till the time I got on stage. And uh, I got down to like 109 pounds or something. And um, that was probably too thin in the real world of looking back on it now. But I was an experiment I mean these guys didn't know how to train a 70 almost 70 year old woman no. for a competition nobody knew. So to me I was like you know the uh, the case study for them. So it was it was an experiment anyway and um, so we found so out
0: going back so the the losing 10 pounds and choosing to focus on a 1 pound goal at a time one of the most important things to do with whatever we're going to do especially when it comes to health wellness and weight loss is to find small victories and progress because progress is is motivating and if we can be motivated for long enough we make a habit we make the habit long enough we make a lifestyle so i like your approach to setting the one pound goal but along with that before you lost the 10 pounds you looked at a picture you come back from europe you look at a photo and you're like yeah that's not going to be me once again we see the renee difference whereas someone might look at that photo and say Oh, you're upper middle age now. That's okay. It's not that bad. Instead, you look Mm -hmm. at it and said, you know, I think there's a better me in there and I'm going to go find it a pound at a time.
1: Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it was. That is exactly.
0: So at that point, would you go out in public in a two piece bathing suit?
1: Oh yeah. I I never stopped wearing a bikini. That was it. That was the thing. I mean, you know, now, uh, but, and, At that time, you know, like if that was the best I was, I was still better than other people at my age, you know? Yeah. So I I was still ahead of the the curve there. Um, But, and there's, there's some before and after pictures on my, uh, on my Instagram. And I even posted some on Facebook for people. Uh, And, uh, you know, I don't look terrible. I just look pleasingly plump with a little muscle, but it made a big difference.
0: But what in one of the most under-recognized and under, under-talked about things that happens is we go back, you haven't lost the 10 pounds yet. Definitely compared to your colleagues or contemporaries, you're, you're actually in a two-piece. Most 60-some-year-olds won't. In fact, today, sadly, most 20-something-year-olds aren't going to, they won't. But you were, you were better than they were. Okay. That was your starting point sitting here today, how much, how much more self-confidence do you have? How much greater is your self-esteem having, you know, continued to evolve your physique? Do you think you have more self-confidence today?
1: Um, I think I do. I think I, I think a lot of it is just that I accomplish so much, you know, and um, whatever the body looks like is because of the hard work it's it's like a side effect of of lifting and you know watching the nutrition. It's just a bonus. It's like lanyap if you're you know Cajun. You know it's just a little icing on the cake because you've been taking care of yourself. So um, so I feel good. I mean, and also when you get to be my age, you know you you sort of feel a little bit like you can say and do things that other people can't say and do and maybe get by with it some. So I'm a lot more um, open about things and less. Um, uh, restricted with with my behavior, just in general in life, I guess. Um, but definitely more confidence, and I, I'm still a, I'm still that woman who uh, is also, you know, still looking at myself about how I can improve. Um, also, I mean, I'm still doing that, but but I also uh, have this one thing that I say that I actually learned from a therapist from years of therapy. Sometimes after you've done everything you can, you just say. That's good enough, and so sometimes I just have to remind myself that's good enough. You know, I'm I'm good enough, and that's not too bad.
0: And and uh, we see we've seen a lot of people over the years. The the interesting byproduct is their self confidence goes up. They feel better about who they are. They feel better in their own skin. And, And part of it is they they have these accomplishments where they set their mind to something. They saw it through, they met an obstacle, they overcame it, and and it feeds into the Mm self-confidence.
1: Yes, I agree. And
0: and then the other thing is, and and this will be interesting because you are 70, approaching 71 here, how how many people do you see, we'll say in there from age 50 and up, that have thrown in the towel, like they're not out doing the things you're doing?
1: a lot of them <laughs> a lot of people i mean i i'd say that's more the norm uh, unfortunately uh than uh than the uh than, than the other so uh, a lot of people and, and i but if i'm around them they are in enc- you know they know i'm an encouraging um energy around them so whom all my friends know it um and so uh i think it's there's always hope quit throwing them in the towel. You know, like I said, don't limit yourself. People limit themselves. And, and that's sad because, you know, if you're 50, you might live another, you know, 20 or 30 or 40 years and how, what a crappy life to live. Just mediocre, you know, that, that sucks.
0: And that's, that's kind of the way I see some of my contemporaries in terms of age. They, they're not doing stuff with their kids. And in some cases they've, you know, they're now two decades past when they're physically active and even remotely managed what they did or didn't eat. And now they're, they're just spectating on life. And it's like, you know, you can change this. Like you can, That's right. Look, you can, you can do some things different, small things at first and, and build upon the small things. And pretty soon there'll be big things. And pretty soon you'll be back to participating in life.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So what is your like right now? How many days a week do you exercise?
1: <clears throat> well, um, I lift five days a week, and um, pretty much Monday through Friday. and And I have the same trip routine now because of my fusion. There's certain things I don't do, but I do cardio. I try to do cardio every day, so even on the weekends. And that's usually the elliptical somewhere. It depends on what I'm trying to accomplish, but maybe 45 minutes to an hour, maybe less if I'm in prep closer, you know, because this doing a lot of cardio is a myth, as you know, Uh, people do too much of it. If you just lift more, you don't have to uh, do as much cardio, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. So we had a, a young lady six months doing hours of cardio every week, lost four pounds, six months doing things our way, Uh, three hours a week or less. That's it. Three hours a week or less predominantly weight training. She lost 70 pounds.
1: There there you go. That's fantastic.
0: And that's, but a lot of folks misunderstand and they look at it. They're like, why I I don't have hours a day to spend in the gym. Well, neither does Renee. Like I I'm guessing you're not in the gym three hours a day.
1: Uh, no, but I do, I, I kind of spend a lot of time there because I feel like it's home, you know, like I bring my food there, um, but I that, go there and work out.
0: But that's in, you know, having owned a gym, there, there are some folks and I'm not putting you in this bucket, but there is a social aspect to that. There's a culture yeah. aspect to that. And in your case, those that those like-minded indivi- individuals, like other competitors, things of that nature, um, that that ends up being our, our somewhat social network too. But if we broke it mm-hmm. down and just looked at a minutes exercise per day, you're not spending hours a day exercising.
1: No, you're not. You're absolutely,
0: and, that's correct. And that a lot of folks that becomes the excuse. Well, I don't have hours a day. Great, you don't need hours a day. Mm-hmm. That's right, that's right. And, There's a way to do
1: it if you wanna do it.
0: Yeah, and back mm-hmm. to that decision in- deciding to do things differently Mm
1: -hmm. what about
0: what about food
1: um well i'm um well i've always been a pretty healthy eater uh and uh, of course i eat even before i started competing i was pretty much eating like you would eat if you were going to compete because i do meal prep i'm a pescatarian i don't eat meat um i do eat eggs uh and maybe a little bit of cheese but but i don't eat anything but but seafood so uh, and, and eggs and i eat a lot of the eggs and egg whites like i just discovered muscle egg it's pretty good stuff um so so that's the first thing and uh and i do meal prep to me that is the best thing to do uh you know i'm single i don't have a family prepared to prepare uh, meals for but but regardless uh meal prep to me makes all the difference because you, uh, you don't have to have this spontaneous uh, eating, you know, you grab something out of the pantry because you have food already prepared. And there's all kinds of ways to do that. But, uh, but pretty much I eat the same thing every day. Uh, I Food is my fuel. I'm not, I mean, I love good food, but I'm not a foodie in the sense that I have to try all these rich sauce. I don't even want that stuff, honestly. Uh, fried food. I mean, I can't, uh, I, no. Um, But so I eat healthy food and, you know, eggs, egg whites for breakfast. I eat oatmeal before I go to the gym. Uh, I bring food to the gym. I eat, I'm going to have some protein and carbs uh, before and after I uh, work out. And I try to spread. and, And the big thing, as you know, is to eat enough protein. And that is like so important. And women, you know, women in their 50s, it's a hard thing to get your head around this, this idea that you got to eat and you got to eat. And if you want to be, if you want to build muscle, if you want, you know, if you don't want to lose muscle and you don't want to have all the, these, um, these bones, uh, this osteoporosis, uh, you got to eat right. And, and you've got to, you got to lift some weights. I mean, weights are where it's at. That's what I say.
0: And it, it's food wise, it's the way I've always taught people. It's like building a, a campfire, a bonfire, whatever term you want to apply if if we sit down and we don't have a fire and we get the biggest logs that we intend to burn that evening and we try and start with those we're not mm-hmm. going to start a fire but if we start with kindling and we gradually add wood to the fire at some point we can throw the biggest logs we have on and it burns even brighter and hotter and the metabolism in a lot of ways just speaking in generalities is the same way Once you've been consistently weight training, eating adequate calories and protein, we theoretically, if for every pound of muscle you gain, you raise your metabolism by 35 calories per day. So if you gain 10 pounds of muscle, you theoretically raise your metabolism 350 calories per day. So it's again, we start with kindling and we keep piling it on and that metabolism just burns hotter and burns more calories which is counter to what we're always told in pop culture and the media which is diet more eat less it's that's not the path to success and then the weight training piece we don't build muscle with cardio we do with you know um progressive overload with weight training we don't build strong bones with cardio we build strong bones with progressive overload via weight training And even, you know, dietary calcium, I think it's 15 to 20% absorbed from diet at best. And typically we have to fortify that vitamin or that calcium with vitamin D to even absorb at that rate. So really, if you want strong bones and want to avoid osteopenia osteoporosis, pick up heavy things a few days a week and set them back down.
1: Amen. I agree.
0: So, so you're, what about... Do you ever drink alcohol?
1: Uh, sometimes, uh, not if I'm in prep i mean I might have uh, I might have something, but in general, I don't drink on a regular basis. I mean, I used to drink I mean even when I was lifting you know just recreational, you know I would drink but but not a lot and as i've as I've gotten more into fitness, I'm not as interested in drinking. I mean, um, I think you can go have fun and socialize without drinking you know i, I it's definitely possible In fact, i just met some friend last night and i had diet coke at the wine bar and that's all i had uh and i was fine with that
0: and and we see that a lot you kind of start to i tell people is they is they go down the health journey even for entrepreneurs as you go down the entrepreneur journey entrepreneur your journey your social circles will change and when, we, when you start taking health and wellness to a different place, not even just getting on stage and competing, but once it becomes enough of a priority, you will start to have less in common with some people in your social circle. Now, other people will come into it and kind of replace mm-hmm. them. And the other thing that happens is what you said, you realize like you can go to the wine bar and drink a uh, calorie free diet beverage and still have a good time. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. What, what, it, but it's what you think about before you go there. And, you know, that's part of it, too. You, you have a plan in your mind, you know, and I often will eat before I go to a party, even or even to a dinner, you know, where, where I know they're not going to have my food and I will eat right before I go. And, and I do that quite often. And it's planning and thinking ahead. It's really easy to, to screw up whenever you're out there in the world with all your you know, buddies and it's easy to screw up. And, uh, and it happens, but, but if you think about it, you know, it depends on your, what you've got, you know, like, what am I planning down the road here? You know, like in the next month, what's going on, I'm going to be in a show or whatever. And so that's on your mind and you just make the choices. And it's not like I feel deprived either. It's like, I'm making this choice again, that word choice, I'm making this choice to have a diet Coke tonight. And that's what I'm having. And I'm having a great time.
0: Now, the flip side is if you did want to enjoy a glass of wine or whatever you certainly could and it's not going to completely upset the apple cart but that being said you're not interested in doing so and that's kind of a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't realize is that we get to you can get to a point where it is a decision and you're going to choose things in line with your goals and you're totally okay with it whereas many on the outside looking in are like, oh, well, Renee can't possibly be enjoying herself because she's not having the wine. Well, it's like, well, no, I could have the wine. I just, I'm not interested.
1: Right. That's, that's exactly right. And, and there are people who think you're not having fun because you're not participating in those things, but that's their, that's what they think. You know, it's what we think that matters really. And we can let them think whatever they want to, you know, my, My uh, happiness is not predicated on other people's, uh, you know, um, acknowledgement of me. So it's all good.
0: Nice. Now, what would you say the top three do's and don'ts are?
1: Okay, top three. And there's so many, but I'll I'll try to, you know, summarize them. It's it's hard. It is hard. It is hard. Uh, Top three do's. The first one is start small and get a routine. Get organized, write your goals down. You know, these this is the beginning, you know, the beginning. If you're in the beginning stages, you know, uh, don't get overwhelmed. And I believe in writing stuff down. So start small, have a plan, get organized, get organized in your house, get organized in with your workout clothes, with your food, you know, get organized. Okay, so that's one. The second one is forgive yourself when you screw up. I mean, it's going to happen whether you're drinking or you're going to go eat. Uh, you know, a a gigantic ice cream sundae or, or whatever, a big old, you know, piece of fried chicken, but, you know, but forgive yourself the minute you forgive yourself and you just get started over again, do that. I mean, we beat ourselves up, you know, it happens. And so, you know, screw up and forgive yourself and just move forward. Uh, The other, the other do thing is to eat enough eat enough protein, that, that's what I would say, you've got to eat, and you know, it's one gram of protein for every pound of body weight per day, at a minimum, whether you're, to me, whether you're working out or not, women need it, uh, women don't understand that, that you've got to eat, and you've got to eat enough carbs, you got to have all of it, so that's the other thing, eat enough, and protein is the key, and you can do that, I spread my meals out, five meals over the course of the day, and I get my protein in all those meals, so by the end of the day, I have, I've accomplished my my protein goal, so that's that. So those are my three dos. So my three don'ts are some things we've talked about. One, don't limit yourself by your age or your current circumstances. You know, just don't, don't, don't limit yourself. There's just forget about your age. Just forget about that. Forget about whatever that thing is that's gnawing at. You. Just forget about that, and you start think I'm worth it, and I'm doing it. So so don't limit yourself. The second thing is don't waste a minute on negative self-talk or negative people. Get away from those people. You know, purge them from your life if you need to. If they're your family members or your supposed friends, you know, you got to block that out. It doesn't mean you have to totally cut them off or cut yourself off from the world, but you don't want to put that negative energy out there. You don't want to take it in. You know, you just, you send the love back out there when you get that negative energy. Just don't, and don't say it out loud. I don't believe in being self-deprecating or anything like that. To me, that is so important. And the third thing is, don't quit. Never quit. Don't quit. Whatever it is, whatever you're pursuing, whether it's you know some career goal or or fitness or or friendship, whatever it is, just don't give up. You know, just just keep doing it. Be persistent. Be consistent. Those are just such regular things that you need to do.
0: And I think those, the three Ds and three don'ts, are great advice that would apply in all areas of life. And I think it's simple. And really, I think at the end of the day, it's a, most things are doable for most people. They just, or we just fail to make the decision to do things differently.
1: I agree. You're right. So it's a decision. It's a choice. And you can make whichever choice you want to make. And, and I choose life and uh, feeling good and taking care of myself. And uh, and I choose blocking out all that negative stuff that that might prevent me from doing that. I have control over how I react to my environment. We all need to remember that.
0: Well, Renee, thank you for carving out part of your day to spend some time with me, share your story. I, I think it's inspiring. I think you are chronologically might be years of age, might be 70, but having spent the better part of an hour with you, you're, you're definitely decades younger. And, and it, and it shows, it shows in your activities, your actions, your decisions, and, and the fact that you're stepping on stage as a competitor. Uh, the first time being which, you know, you were almost 70 years of age. I think that's awesome.
1: Well, thanks, Ray. And thank you so much for inviting me. I, I really appreciate it. I, uh... I'm just a normal person with some extra determination. You know, that's what I tell people. Anybody can do this. It's, you know, it's just, just bring it into yourself and don't be afraid to do it. And thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: like our content be sure to subscribe to our channel leave us a comment below also be sure to check us out on your favorite podcast provider see the links in the description below